0: So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast designed to proclaim and ponder the Sunday mass readings. And this Sunday, we recognize the epiphany of the Lord. We continue in this Christmas season, and the epiphany is actually the 12th day following Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, his nativity. And so we honor that day on this Sunday. Before we get into the readings, beautiful readings, And uh, we'll be hearing from the Gospel of Matthew, who is the only Gospel writer who lets us know of the Magi and their journey to worship the King. But I want to continue with probably my final mention of some prayers that I have found in the Christmas Prayers and Customs booklet. And I just have really enjoyed using this booklet for the Advent and now Christmas season. And this is a prayer for the new year. And I want to just encourage you If you have heard about the epiphany blessing that you can have for your home, uh, we've done this at the radio station at, at modern day radio for many years, where we would have a priest come in and give the blessing and every door front, there would be a particular sign and symbol recognizing the new year and actually recalling with blessings, the different names that we are traditionally known for these three magi. And so I'll put some information about that on this podcast today, but let us begin in prayer. The new year, like a newborn child, is placed in our hands as the old year passes away. The days and weeks are come as God's gift. They carry God's blessing. As a blessing, we welcome them. Our hope for the year ending is that all was good and in it remain with us and all that was harmful be left behind. Let us hear from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was a vast waste. Darkness covered the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the water. God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. And he separated the light from darkness. He called the light day and the darkness night. So evening came and morning came. It was the first day. Genesis 1. Let us pray. Bless us, O Lord, and bless the time and seasons yet to come. Teach us to remember our days aright, that we may gain wisdom of heart and fill this new year with your kindness, that we may be glad and rejoice all the days of our life. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our readings today for the epiphany of the Lord, we begin with the reading of Isaiah. This is Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you, the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Apha. All from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The Word. Of the Lord. Our psalm comes from Psalm 72. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sheet sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the Isles shall offer their gifts. The kings of Arabah and Saba shall be bringing tribute. All kings shall pay homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Our second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, the word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet and you Bethlehem land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the child When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over a place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful readings as we come to this feast of the Epiphany, and so many different reflections I've already been pondering about this feast upon this particular episode in the life of Christ in his birth and the manifestation that word epiphany several times i've heard that it really connects to the revelation of god the manifestations having that manifestation sometimes we'll say oh i've had this epiphany maybe just this this bright shining moment of a thought, that light bulb that we see in the proverbial comic strip of having this incredible light shined upon us uh, from the sea of darkness. Now we see something very important, something important that's revealed through the light. And that certainly is what Isaiah is talking about in his imagery once again, rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. Now is the time with that star, with the truth of Jesus being born. The glory of the Lord shines upon you, the prophet says. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds over the peoples or covers the peoples. And you think about the people who have not seen God, who have not seen the truth who have not seen that virtuous way, that upon you, the Lord shines, over you appears his glory. And now nations, this is the prophecy that nations, that all shall walk by your light. I love that in the prophet Isaiah. And of course, we hear from Isaiah about this prophecy of caravans, of camels. We see camels in our nativity scene. We see the different magi, and we see them bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But who are these magi and why do they travel from afar? And what's their motivation? I think that's some of what has got me pondering more about this is the first manifestation to the world that God has come to earth, Emmanuel, as the uh, prophets will say, and in the Old Testament, we hear God with us. That is the forecast. That is what we are to see is that God will be with us. And so here is the fulfillment of the prophecies of old. And so these wise men apparently were serious scholars of the stars, for sure. This is what we know, at least through the writings of scripture, is that they were scholars of the stars. They were these magi from the East. Where in the East, we don't really know. How many were there, we don't really know. But we know that they have some wisdom and that they are traveling with a particular purpose in mind, this isn't just a a vacation this is a pilgrimage you know when we go on a pilgrimage if if those of you who are watching and listening have gone on a pilgrimage let's say to the holy land where i've been there's a particular purpose and meaning in what we're doing and why we're going and the sacrifices that we will make financially certainly our time, uh, being uncomfortable, going to a place we don't know, where languages are spoken that we're not familiar with, and all the different things that we give up. We give up the comforts to go on a pilgrimage. And this is even a greater journey of these wise men, these, these seekers of the stars, but in the stars, something was so impactful for them. Just think about these scholars of the stars. They saw, it's it's written in Matthew, they saw his star at its rising and their response to something that they were very familiar with, the stars and, and trying to understand the stars and the constellations, what that meant to them a king, a king to do homage to, a king to worship. And it seems to me it wasn't just any king. Kings rise and fall in, in every age. Yet for some reason, these wise men respond, give up everything, so to speak. I mean, they go on a large journey that would probably be at great risk and peril to them leaving all the comforts of home, possibly leaving family and jobs or or the ways in which they would support their families to follow this star. Can you imagine uh, we see this star, we have this wisdom, we've read the scriptures. Are they Jews? We don't think so. maybe. Um, but they go to worship the king. And so they go and they, talk to the current king, uh, Herod. Now, they probably didn't realize at that time that that was probably not a very smart move to make, but they did it. And we hear of their interaction with Herod and the concern that Herod has in the reading. Um, Herod heard this and he was greatly troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Probably when the king is troubled, then everybody else is worried about what's going to happen, whose head is going to fall next. And with this worry, this anger, this this um. This feeling of King Herod that's more of jealousy and revenge than of honoring anybody, obviously, other than himself. And so we hear the story of the Magi going and following the star, so to speak, in order to find the house where Mary and Joseph and the Christ child are living at the time. And they immediately, you know, one, the scripture reveals to us of their overjoying they're, they're overjoying, they're, they're rejoicing. They're just, can we even imagine how amazed and astounded they would be that they were following this star with, with great desire with a great determination. They certainly took risks along the way. We don't know the weather, we don't know the conditions, but it had to have been a long journey and probably with its own risks and dangers. And yet they continue to to pursue, they continue to push forward and they have this resolve. We're going to, we're going to find the star, um, but in order to worship, you know, that was their motivation from what I'm reading in the, in this scripture from Matthew is they want to, they want to worship the King. They want to do him homage. And that's what their goal is. Their goal isn't in getting anything for themselves. Their goal is not to go to talk to the King's parents. So they'll get some special rewards. In fact, they go to give, they go to give these these wonderful gifts that recognize the presence of a king gold frankincense and myrrh and they go to completely prostrate themselves in front of a little tiny innocent baby are you a wise man are you a wise woman will you go to great lengths for god will you go to great lengths to be uncomfortable, to leave what's comfortable and and normal to you for the miraculous encounter with a baby, with a little innocent, fragile child living among animals, barn animals? Will you go to such lengths as these wise men did And when the wise men encounter the Holy Family, can't you just imagine? We don't hear about the angels here, but we do hear that they were warned in a dream. We do hear in the scriptures that Joseph was warned in a dream. And we're taking that to mean that the angels are providing him a message from God in order to tell him what to do or encourage him to take the right step forward that they are warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Now they're getting a sense, oh, we're not going to go that way. We're going to go another way to their country and honor this new king. And so when we encounter the truth, when we encounter the star, when we encounter the light of Christ, it brings with it responsibility. When we know the truth, then we are compelled to follow that truth. When we start to understand what that really means, then we are called to choose to live by that truth or to choose to deny that truth. And the wise men, these magi chose to live by the truth, the light, the star, the child, the king that they encountered what was what were their lives like after that we have no idea but we should be thinking about what life am i going to lead after i encounter that child after i encounter life as a christian and starting to know about the way that that causes me to be responsible for the light the faith that i have been given The beautiful thing about this revelation that the wise men from the East that came from afar, that the revelation, the manifestation that God is present in their world, that salvation is open to all. This is the revelation that uh, Father Paul at All Saints said shows us the universality of Of Christ, that He's universally accessible to us, to all people, to all nations, and that His salvation is universally accessible to us. What a gift that is! What a gift to know that through this experience that we read about with the wise men and their total dedication, their total determination, their total desire for devotion is to worship, is to give homage to the King. What motivates us to worship the King? When I go to mass when I have time of prayer, whether it's in a holy hour of adoration in a in a chapel or in my home or taking a long walk with a rosary and praying, maybe meditating with scripture or a good spiritual book, what's my motivation? Is my motivation for something for me? I want to get better. I want to learn something. I want to do more. I want to get more." Or is it simply to be in the presence of God, to honor and worship him? We worship God because God is good, not because we're good or we're trying to be good. No, no, no. Worship is for God alone. And it's total, complete sacrifice. Am I willing to let go of myself and to completely worship God. What's my motivation in worship, in my Sunday obligation? Or am I desiring to totally give of myself to worship God? Father Brian at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church this weekend said, comfort can be an enemy to growth And I think about our new year's resolutions and that resolve that we have to do this or to do that, or to not do this or not do that, but that being in a comfort zone can be the enemy of the growth that we need. The sacrifices that are required for us people of faith to grow deeper in love of Jesus Christ, to grow deeper in love of Christ and honoring and worshiping him. Rather than focused on our own needs, our own um, luxuries, you know, what I want that ego that continually tries to get our mind and our attention, but really it is about the uncomfortableness. So it should be uncomfortable in a sense, inconvenient to go to mass, to come. 20 minutes early and spend time in prayer to stay a little bit later, to be able to listen to the homily and read the readings more than once before you go to mass. There should be some stretching in how we prepare ourselves to receive that light of Christ in that time of worship there really should be some time like the Magi experienced of some risk-taking, of some inconvenience, of this is going to take longer than I thought. And I don't know what the next step will, will take me, but are we willing to make those kinds of sacrifices to encounter the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I certainly hope so. I'd like to close this time, with a, a final prayer that's in my booklet here, Christ- Christmas Prayers and Customs. And it's written by Robert Louis Stevenson. It's called The Christmas Prayer. Let us close in prayer. O oh God, our loving Father, help us rightly to remember the birth of Christ, that we may share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and the worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love over all the world. Deliver us from evil by the blessing that Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clean hearts. May the Christmas morning make us happy to be your children and the Christmas evening bring us to our beds with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven for Jesus' sake. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Peace be with you as we enjoy this week of epiphany. Keep the epiphany moment in your mind. Continue to strive for those opportunities to share the light of Christ with others. And until next week, may you have a blessed Christmas season. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.